0: live from obviously it's not saturday and it's not lunchtime friday home um but yeah um that's my normal time i'll explain why i'm doing it at this time slot instead of a normal time slot later on after the intro uh, Yes, I'm doing my
1: show. Live from London, this is the Saturday Lunch with Joseph Hammond. on <laughs> Live at <hora. laughs> Search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. <laughs>
0: listening live but um hopefully where if um if and when live listeners do come on um at the moment my internet connection is showing poor so can people please let me know if um i'm sounding um a bit uh, robotic or um unclear because uh, it's showing excellent Huh. Okay. Um, oh, I want Message, please let me I'm not sounding good. Hopefully that went through. I'm going to try refreshing the page here. um okay so uh, everybody so normally um it's uh my show is on the saturday lunch but i am doing the drive home today because Tomorrow, I have a concert with my orchestra, the London Video Game Orchestra. Yes, it is a thing. It's a um, thing I go to weekly. It's um, yeah, a bunch of nerdy musicians playing video game music, and I love it. Um, I'm a trom- I, trombone. Is my first instrument, so I'm one of their trombone players, and um, yeah. I love it. So we've got a concert tomorrow. First one since uh, for 18 months. And um, so it's super exciting. And my first one that I've, <laughs> excuse me, first one that I have personally ever done with them. So, yeah, I'm very excited about that. We'll be playing music from Minecraft, from Tomb Raider, from Final Fantasy, from um, what else? Uncharted. From uh, Professor Layton, um, what else, what else are we doing? And um, all sorts of other games. So, Legend of Zelda. So yeah, it's all very exciting stuff. Um, so that's why I'm not doing my show in my normal time slot. Instead, I'm doing the um, the live show, a uh, drive home show. So today I wanted to talk about three different things. Um, I might not get onto all of them, but I'll aim to cover all of them in some capacity. Um, I wanted to talk a bit about because next week is anti-bullying week and I wanted to address kind of a sensitive topic, something that I've certainly had personal experience of. Um, that might be a little bit obsessing for people, which is um, teachers bullying other teachers and how or, or how adults in schools can sometimes sadly bully each other, um, which shouldn't be happening anywhere, but it does. And I want to raise awareness of what can happen if anyone hasn't ever experienced something like that. And I want people talking about what can be done about it. So I'll be covering that. I will also be talking a bit about memorable students and the impact that they've had on me. So if any live listeners would like to contribute and would like to talk about um, talk about memorable students that have. Um, left a lasting impact on them then I would love to hear from you um and then if I might do this this week I might do this next week I also wanted to talk a bit about plastic pollution and the use of plastic in schools because it's something I'm very passionate about I don't like um well you know single-use plastic i hate throwing plastic in the in the waste bin um and well everybody should be in my opinion making some effort to recycle as much as they can and well consume less or go for options where where there's not so much well at least plastic waste Um, and so I wanted to talk a bit about that today. And then, of course, because it's uh, Joe Hammonds, it's my show, and I'm a music teacher, I'll be doing some songs. So um, first, I wanted to um, address some the the um, bullying side of things, because this is something that I've sadly had personal experience with and I didn't I want to address it, even though it might bring back some um, memories for me that I that that are painful. However, I feel it's important going forward that um, people speak out about their experiences and that we learn from those experiences and that we improve as a profession, that's what I want for everybody. So first, I'm going to talk a bit about my own personal experience. And then um, I'm going to talk a bit about, you know, some things that I have heard and um seen about this topic so growing up uh, uh, when i was a school student i am on the autistic spectrum and i was bullied or by my peers quite a lot sadly um because they didn't understand me and yeah there were looking back, perhaps there were a few times where I might have made a mistake socially, I might have said something or done something that might have been a bit, um, I don't know, seemed a bit off to people. I had to learn a lot of social skills the hard way. Um, I was never violent towards anybody, um, but autistic people do not pick up, uh, at least I didn't, naturally pick up on a lot of social cues and social skills. And unfortunately, I had peers that would take advantage of that. They um, They would make me say things or, you know, get me to do things that were not appropriate or um, or that might get me into trouble. Um, that did happen a few times, sadly. Uh, thankfully, I did have many adults who understood that and then would explain to me what a certain word might mean or what a certain action might mean. But Okay, so, but I want to talk about bullying among adults because sadly, and this is something that when I entered the teaching profession, I was very sad um, and very disappointed to see and hear that sadly adults can be quite, well, they can be quite toxic and i thought that at school you know i thought that i i sort of held teachers in in high regard um and i thought that all teachers you know obviously i had preferred teachers and not preferred teachers ones that i was scared of perhaps or or, or ones that i didn't particularly have a that that i didn't have as good a relationship with as others but I thought that teachers were a unit and that they would although there, there might be the disagreements that they would behave like adults about them but sadly that hasn't always been the case not in my life and I was very disappointed to see that that was the case that some People in senior positions can abuse their power, and that can uh, and they can use that to have a detrimental effect on others, or get or get their way, um, whatever that may be. And that sometimes cliques can form in staff rooms or you know among um, as so among social circles among teachers and uh, adults that work in schools and that makes me it makes me very sad that that can happen because those teachers who and there's so many teachers out there that care passionately about their job that care, and may, that, that care so much about what they do that it seems a real crying shame that they have to put up with and listen to well you know have to put up with toxic behavior among adults and it needs to stop people need to you know employers leaders they need to be leaders, not managers. And I, I've seen I've seen some seen some pictures or infographics on the internet going round about the difference between a manager and a leader. And I think this, and I think it sums up um, what um, the way that well everybody needs to be in terms of how. How people can be to improve their own workplace and to improve well-being and to improve a co, co- um co-, co what's the word camaraderie among um among their staff teams so. I've just I've just brought up one of one of those. So a boss versus um, a leader. And it says that a boss does the following drives employees, whereas a leader coaches employees. A boss depends on authority, a leader on goodwill. Now that okay that's perhaps a bit. You know, rely too much on goodwill. Well, you don't want to take advantage of that, but I understand the sentiment. Um, that a boss focuses on themselves, a leader focuses on the team. So, a boss says I, and a leader says we. Um, a boss blames others for breakdown a leader fixes and inspires others to fix it with them. A boss thinks they, uh, well, they know how it's done in their head and they might expect other people to. A leader will set that example and show how it's done. A boss might use people, They, they might use their uh, they, they, they might tell somebody what to do in sense of using them, whereas a leader will develop them. A boss will take credit for others' work or well, steal that, that would be stealing credit. that's different but they would attribute their cre- um, they would attribute credit for their, uh, for the achievements of the organization to their own work whereas a leader would give credit where it's due to their employees a boss tells people what to do a leader might ask people what to do okay now there might be some times when a lead a leader has to make a demand of somebody if um, perhaps if an in but i know the sentiment uh there might- you know, as, as teachers, we don't always ask our students to do things. We might, we might give them a command to do something, but we can still be a leader. And um, oh, I found that so uh, there's another good image here, um, which sums up what a good boss would do or a leader rather. And it's and it's a uh, ball and chain and the ball says work the leader is at the front of the pack pulling the chain with five of um with five of their employees where and then underneath it's got a boss who is pointing at the ball which says work ball and chain and the five employees are Okay um can anybody can see me? can you confirm if that's better um for uh, for me cuz it's showing it's showing the uh, bar on my microphone now you are back yes i can hear you now okay i'm not sure where that cut off um but um basically i was talking about the difference between leaders and managers uh, or leaders and bosses and that we need to see more leaders in our uh, in our in our leadership, because sadly, bosses can become bullies. Um, And I just wanted to talk a little bit about my experience of workplace bullying. Now, I haven't had anybody directly, directly say that oh, um, you know, I'm autistic, therefore I'm not a good employee. But sadly, in one of my schools, it was, well, yeah, in one of my schools, it was implied that um, I make a habit of always telling people that I am on the autistic spectrum. Um, And one of the, most of the reactions are very accepting from people from uh a school uh schools that I've worked in I've worked in a few now, however one of them they ra- it raised alarm bells this, this was my second uh PGC placement which I ended up not passing and had to retake, um the uh teacher uh whose class I was assigned to, sadly um she when when I told her about being on the spectrum she sort of looked at me and gave me a look as if it was it was going to be a huge problem um and basically said that oh that really worries me because I'm worried about how you're going to cope with the job and how you're going to cope with the children in a way that thought that this lady doesn't believe in me you know she doesn't believe that i can do it and sadly as we got going um yeah i wasn't teaching at my best um with that class but at the same time i was constantly put down by um by the class teacher whose class i was assigned to in my placement um i was constantly told oh yeah i I'm, I'm very concerned about your english i'm concerned i'm concerned about uh, the way you use this punctuation or oh, i'm concerned about how you managed how you managed that situation um i i'm I, i'm i'm concerned about the language that you used here um and it was just constant so i felt like i couldn't do anything right and it was a very horrible experience. And sadly, a lot of the staff were like that. They, uh, there are several who gave me looks that says, I'm not welcome at that school. Um, and they in fact told the, um, they in fact told um, my university that they weren't used to working with someone with autism. And so yeah I was I I was never welcome at, at that school and you know it's it's a real it's I always feel bad for kids that have to grow up in in an environment where it's it's kind of although you can have good teachers in a toxic school they also there's also a uh, it's never going to be you know children pick up on everything and if they see that an adult isn't treated right or they see that an adult is struggling then that's going to have an emotional impact on them that perhaps we don't even realize is there and the children because I, I built up some good relationships with many of the children at, at that sadly toxic school. Um, but I think they will sort of have seen that perhaps I'm a bit different, but they might subtly think that now that that difference is not okay. Because there was... Um, because there was there was because of the way that I was perhaps taught uh, looked at or talked to by or, or the way that other adults in the school were towards me and yeah there it's it is pretty traumatic when that happens and I think it's one of the reasons why a a lot of teachers do end up leaving the profession because sadly, um, I mean, we can, that's an entire topic for another time, but you need to, people need to be aware of the impact that their words, their body language have on people when i got a job as a primary school music teacher the first school i worked at i was there for 2 years um then a new head teach uh, a new head teacher came in after 1 year and dis- i was working for an agency and d- the he- the the new head teacher decided that she resented my agency And therefore, decided to be quite mean to me, and pull me up, uh, you know, pull me up and uh, quote tell me off for um, for things that well, some things that I didn't even do, Um, and. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty heartbreaking to see that you know you've spent a year building building up a relationship with many of the kids, and you have a vision for taking your subject forward, or doing inspiring things with the kids in your care, uh, for for then other adults to treat you badly like once this head teacher literally shouted at me in front of the children um now i had an attitude of i i knew what she was like and so i basically had a thick skin about it and i showed that i didn't care um what she uh, what she thought well i didn't i wasn't gonna cower and get upset about it because i didn't want I wanted the kids to see that you know that's not you, you don't have to put up with that. But it shouldn't that, that shouldn't be happening. I mean that was super unprofessional actually. And although she, although there was there was no mention of and um they they pretended to perhaps she did respect the fact that I was on the spectrum. I do feel that she tried to set me up to fail at one point as well by giving me a task of organizing some of the uh, uh phonics books, um getting prepared for the for the year ahead. And it was it was extremely overwhelming. There were so many editions of so many different series and I got really overwhelmed and so I couldn't do it and I had to ask for help and uh, I got quite a scornful look when I did say uh, say to them, uh, say to the uh, senior leadership that I needed help with this. Um, and yeah, the, so my point, my point is that these things should not be happening. No one... Teachers, they work super hard. Those that are good teachers and those that care, they have a passion that drives them forward. They have a passion that will, um, that, 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 that their, their, their passion will, what's, what's the word? Will, will make them work hard. The fact that they care for the students they teach will make them do will, will inspire them and encourage them to do their best for their students. But that can be impossible if you have cliques or you have other adults who think or who think that they can treat the other adults in the school like garbage, like rubbish, and sadly, that happens all too often. Um, There are Joe, Joe, not Joe, not now. Um, Yeah, I I know I stumbled over my words a bit there. Um, But I think it's because it's quite a uh, emotional topic for me, because um, I have had sadly experience of of bullying in in schools um but my point is that it's got to stop and lead people no no you missed my previous comments Ta- talking a lot of sense here now joe not now what, can you explain what you mean tom um just big be- because my point is bullying needs to stop we need leaders we're now instead of Joe you're talking a lot of sense here Joe I I, I... Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I'm getting stumbled a little bit over my words, and so so is our, our, our boss, Tom. Anyway, never mind. Um, it, it's it's Friday. You know, it's four thirty. We've all we've all finished the week, so these things happen. Anyway, um, so I know. Um, I apologise. The sound might have cut off a bit earlier. So, um, I know what I was talking about there. Did uh, did get through. I don't know how much of what I was talking about previously got through but hopefully I'll listen to it back and I'll find out. But I'm going to um, gonna take an advert break and
1: then I'm going to move on to my next topic for the day. Need support with your phonics teaching? Did you know Oxford University Press now has three DFE validated programmes to help you? Read Write Inc. Phonics, Floppy's Phonics, Visit oxfordprimary.com forward slash phonics.
0: Okay, so, um, so, um, bullying in schools among adults and kids needs to stop. But now on to something that, um, can also be a bit heartbreaking because I really miss a lot of these students, but I wanted to talk about, um, my most memorable students or the students that, I've had over over the years, um, an impact on to the point where I will never forget those students. And I'm sure that everyone has those students. So anybody who is listening live, I would love to hear from you about students that you have very fond memories of students that you believe, or they told you that you had a huge impact, or or really positive impact on. Um, That's what I'm going to talk about. And I would love to hear from you if you have students that are that way. So um, going back to my days as a student teacher first, my while my second placement was very toxic and i um so, sadly suffered from a bit of um uh bullying from my um mentor and my um t- class teacher that i was working with my first placement wasn't perfect but i was still learning how to teach and the way i see myself i'm very much a specialist um I'm a specialist primary teacher so i am very much into the music and the um and the the computing side of things and i'm about a hundred times better at teaching those subjects than i am at the core subjects which is why the the, the head teacher i re- remember this quite clearly the head teacher of that placement Initially, I struggled, and I was put on um a course a cause for concern, which means that they weren't sure I was going to meet the teaching standards but then um i did I did pass the placement I did meet the standards, and she said that although they don't have uh specialist teachers that she would genuinely employ me in that capacity, and that stuck with me. Um, and there was one particular student, um, that I had in my, uh, in, I had a year three class. There was one particular student that I had who was, um, I just had such a good relationship with that, with that particular student. Um, and that was the first time really that, as a teacher i i i had a student where i was the person who they connected with the most and i do often form a connection with um those students that perhaps are a little bit different um because i am very different myself i think what i found and this is a bit of a stereotype but most men who work in certainly primary schools are typically into their sports um and they're sort of they're not they're not lads they they're not laddish behavior in primary schools but they're typically active men who are very very into sports maybe traveling etc and I'm very different to that I'm quite a nerdy man I'm into video games I play Dungeons and Dragons um I do um I'm a musician I do I do lots of things that perhaps might be considered a bit nerdy they they don't have to be but they are and this particular student that I'm referring to was quite different, you know, wasn't into sports, perhaps was very into video games. And we just made a really, we just made a really strong connection. And that was that was the first time that I ever that I had somebody who understood or, or Or saw a child who really looked up to me, and that had a massively positive impact on me because I knew from being a volunteer in schools and being a teaching assistant in schools that i could I could do that, that I had the skills to build up really good relationships with students and but this was the first time where I actually saw that impact as a lead as a leader and as a teacher because that student saw you know a a grown man who is who enjoys similar stuff to an adult who has a paid job who enjoys similar stuff and who has perhaps a similar personality and is is somebody that perhaps they can look up to um and that re- and that so that's that student who's a you know a teenager now but really stuck with me because and then at the end of my placement I was I was very sad to uh, to uh, leave that class behind because uh, they were a great class um, but that student um, his parents owned uh, uh, were were cafe owners. And um, they baked for me a huge tin of scones, of homemade scones, um, which lasted for about two weeks, I think. So that was amazing. Um, and they, they, they said to me how much of a positive impact I'd, I'd had on their son. Um, I saw them a couple of times before I left um, the area and uh, moved back, um, moved back to near where my parents are. But yeah, that was that was the first time where I could see firsthand how a powerful a positive um, child and adult relationship can be. Um, We would have many conversations about Minecraft, I would draw things for him and he enjoyed drawing I mean I'm not an amazing drawer um but you know I I I did my best because I would for kids that kids that I teach um and that was that was my first taste and then in my first school as a um so because I didn't pass my second placement I couldn't take the job as a music teacher that i'd earned during my um my university uh, my pgce but they did give me that school did give me a job as a uh, ta for the specialist music teacher and that um, um in that job because the i i, I met a few students who had, um, uh, I, I I met a few students there who similarly, they would come to me to talk to me about video games, they would come to me to talk to me about things they've seen on the internet, they would come and talk to me about things that perhaps other adults in the school and my colleagues weren't hugely knowledgeable about, but meant a lot to them, but that I understood. And, you know, as somebody who's on the spectrum, I think one of the things that I need, one of my needs um, that perhaps wasn't met so much as a child, but towards my teenage years where I started getting skills that were valuable to others, was that I, I, I like to feel that. Well, everyone likes to feel that they're valued, but also, uh, I like to feel that people will come to me for advice or for help with something. And that was kind of my relationship with a lot of these students. You know, if there was an online safety thing that was a, an issue for them. And I fully understood the platform they were talking about. So, let's take Roblox as an example. Now, I'm sure that everybody listening to this has had primary and secondary, even stu- students that either play Roblox currently or used to play Roblox. It's um, it's a it's a game. It's an online platform. Sadly there's a lot of you can be very creative with it but there's it's not particularly I would criticize that it's not particularly well regulated and therefore people if they don't know where to look and they don't know how to avoid it they can stumble they can stumble across some things that perhaps they shouldn't uh, see um, and I remember a couple of students coming to me and talking about that, um, or, or students coming to me and saying, Oh, I saw this on roadblocks and do you know what I did? I, I reported it. I, uh, click, I clicked on the button saying Report a concern. I told my parents about it. I got a screenshot, um, and. I reported it to the Roblox team, and that later got resolved. And I was super, super proud of that student. And I loved being, I loved people coming to me about stuff like that for advice and for, and for, and just to talk about it. They talk about the things that they'd built on Minecraft or the things or their achievements on other games and that the, the having ha, having I think for them having a person that got it that understood those things was something that they both needed and something that they valued because that's something that matters to them that they had an adult um, who a mature adult Who's? I mean, I'm, <laughs> I can be very immature sometimes, but a responsible adult who knows about this stuff, which isn't always very common. And so at my school, as a, as a teaching assistant to the specialist music teacher, I had a few students that, um, that would do that. And I'm actually still in uh, I've since I'd left the school, I am actually in touch with um, the parents of some of those uh, students. So I have seen how those students have grown and um, I've been able to uh, uh, and and I've been able to see see how they're getting on later in life. And that's been really cool to see and hear about. those who and yeah uh, so it's it's also really lovely to know that because sometimes the students themselves may not realize the positive impacts that you as a teacher have had on their children however the parents can sometimes i mean parent-teacher relationships that's a whole nother topic but i've been luck i've been lucky that i've had several parents who have been hugely supportive of me as a teacher. Um, And they've appreciated that I'm a very different kind of person that you would typically see in a in a primary school or um, in a, especially in a primary school. Um, So, yeah, I had I had a few of those students. Oh, and also, these students that I'm thinking of, I would later see them at um, gaming festivals that I would go to um, where I was running a stand with some friends about Minecraft in education and some of their work, some of the things they built. I remember this was for Roald Dahl's 100th birthday. Um, There was a Minecraft building competition, which I entered my school into where we created a world full of Roald doll inspired Minecraft builds. And um, it was it was a great competition. And the kids came up with some amazing things. And then I submitted that world. Um, about 100 schools entered. And um, I school were one of six runners up. So we were one of the top seven schools in the competition, which one of one of the proudest moments of my teaching career, I think. Um, I mean, I'm not always all about competition, but just to know that we inspired other people with our kids creativity, that was super awesome. Um, And that was not a biased judging either. Well, (laughs) was it? I don't know, because two of the judges were actually friends of mine. Um, But well, I suppose if it was 100% biased, they would have made us the winners, but they didn't. So you know, um, but anyway, but those students then came to see their work on display at the gaming festival later on after I'd left the school. So that was that was really special as well. Um, so, and then, yeah, after that, when I worked for the music teacher agency. Um, after i left um the school with the head teacher that sadly uh bullied me i i i went to a school which was extremely far away because i was sort of suddenly pulled out of the of the school with their bullying head teacher i was pulled out by the agency and then They couldn't find another school for me. So I signed up to a different agency who assigned me to a school for two days a week, um, but really far away. But I went for it. I was kind of desperate to get back in. I was worried about what would happen um, because... I was pulled out because an adult made a false safeguarding allegation against me, um, which is one of the most horrible things anyone can go through. And it was I was in a pretty dark place for a while. But even through that, the school that I was at, and i it makes me really wish I could have stayed there longer because it was a brand new school primary school and so many of the students really connected with me. They really felt a connection with me to the point where I'd only been working there for three months before I had to leave um, and be reassigned to a school closer to home. But at the end, they uh, this will stick with me forever they gave the kids gave me a standing ovation. And then there was a huge pile of kids trying to sort of get in for a massive group hug. And I was sort of stunned. I didn't know how to react to that at all. It was it was super emotion. It was a bit emotional. I sort of I was a bit I was a bit stunned by that. Like how, how are you supposed to react on your last day to a bunch of primary school kids where there's about fifty of them trying to go in for a group hug because they really appreciate you as a teacher? I and I, I so I was a bit I was a bit stunned until until the head teacher um stepped in after a while and said, Okay, let's sit back down again <laughs> and oh man, that will that will stick with me forever. Um Um so yeah I've I've taught many, many students and being a specialist teacher, I have taught when I've been in schools, rather than teaching just one class, I've taught several classes all at once. Uh, oh, 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 not all at once. I've taught several classes once a week. So you kind of, it's impossible to build really uh, close or really strong relationships with absolutely everybody. How, however you can there are certain students who will really value what you do as a specialist teacher and they will they will really have an impact on on you I know they did with me um because I had because I, I could see how much they looked forward to my lessons I could see how much they appreciated the things that I could do so yeah it was really I've I, I've been I've been lucky that I've had parents who have been you know big fans of me as a teacher and I've had students where I'm the one of the people that has had the most positive impact on them as children um whether that be the parents telling me that or the children showing me that themselves and i wouldn't trade that for the world because if you if you can be a real inspiration towards a child then that's, you've achieved, I think, the biggest goal that you could achieve as a teacher. Because as, as a teacher, you want to, I believe, that your job is to inspire children and students. Your job is to, um, is to influence them in a positive way it's not your job is not to teach them to the test your job is not to get them through exams your job is to teach is to teach them new skills to make them grow as people and if you can do that that's going to be, you're going to have so much more of an impact and you're going to have create so many more positive memories than if you don't really care about the job or, you're, or, or, you, you, or you teach to the test. And I know that so many people have so much pressure from their managers to tick boxes, to do lots of paperwork. I know that that happens. But if you get it right, if you have a school who has strong leadership because that's the difference between a leader and a boss, a leader inspires, a boss dictates. If you have good leadership and or you have people who believe in you, and you have students who really connect with you then there's endless amounts of things that you can achieve as as a teacher and these students so many of the students have taught me just as much as perhaps I've taught them and I've been able to grow as a person thanks to a lot of them and I know that it also helps me as someone who has, hasn't has fit in and probably will never fit in anywhere because I'm somebody who stands out. Um, and I tried fitting in for years, years and years and years before I accepted who I am and accepted that I'm a bit different. I should just be myself. I should be myself. I was born to stand out. I'm um, I, you know, I am still I'm still a very kind person. I'm still want to do my best. Um, and the fact that there are people out there that I know appreciate me for who I am and the impacts that I can have on their kids. It's kind of like a reason for me being a teacher. Right, um, I'm going to take a news and advert break now. And then after that, do I have half an hour's worth of songs today? We'll see. I might, I might talk a bit about my third topic and then finish with a few songs. I'll think about it. Anyway, goodness sake, a news break.
1: This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio (laughs) News.
2: This is your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. The government has stated its commitment to GCSE and A level examinations taking place in summer 2022. Ofqual has suggested that teachers should be gathering evidence to determine grades. According to the latest guidance, assessments should therefore be similar to full or parts of the exam papers they are preparing to take next summer. Past papers could be used in full or part where appropriate. The guidance suggests assessments taking place in the second half of the autumn term, the spring term and the first half of the summer term. Ofqual chief regulator said in a letter to heads of school and colleges, we hope this guidance will help you to take a proportionate approach in gathering evidence and avoid any unnecessary burden on either staff or your students. Julie McCulloch, Director of Policy at the Association of School and College Leaders said, These plans involve students having to sit a series of mock exams, which may or may not count towards their final grades, as well as having to take formal exams next summer. This is far from ideal and places them under a great deal of pressure. But not having a contingency plan would risk the chaos of the past two years and therefore, on balance, this seems like the right course of action and the confirmed set of measures appear to be sensible enough. In Scotland, concerns have been raised about the volume of tests in schools. In a report written by Professor Gordon Stobart from the University College London. Giving evidence to MSPs, Professor Stobart said, I think probably the biggest surprise was the sheer volume of examinations that secondary school students go through, the complexity of national five, the hires and the advanced hires, and that you may have multi-level teaching in small schools with students going in for different ones where there's a slightly different curricula. I think we can record progress and we don't necessarily need the examination to do it. There may be other ways. Last month, Scotland's Education Secretary, Shirley-Ann Somerville said, exams could be reformed, but not scrapped. She said, what we are talking about is having a discussion about the best way of us being able to look at what a learner achieves and recognise that achievement. This has been your daily education news briefing.
1: Need support with your phonics teaching? Did you know Oxford University Press now has three DFE validated programmes to help you? Read Write Ink Phonics, Floppies Phonics, Visit OxfordPrimary.com forward slash phonics.
0: Okay, everybody, we are back. And now it is um, time for... Whoops, I just pressed mute by accident. It is now time, I think, for some... uh... Yeah, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do some songs and then we'll see if I have enough um, to cover the rest of the uh, drive home show. And uh, then if not, then I'll talk um, for a few minutes about um, my third topic, which is um, plastic pollution and reducing the use of plastic in schools, because it's something I'm very passionate about. But first, I wanted yeah i wanted to um play a few songs to you um and today i wanted to play perhaps a few of the songs uh that i wanted to that i'm going to be doing with my kids for our winter festival for our winter celebration and um I then also wanted to play a few songs from uh, a guy who I follow on YouTube, who I massively look up to, who's an early years music expert um, from America. And I love loads of his songs, they're brilliant for uh, for really little kids for early years. Um, So I wanted to do both of those things um so we'll start i'll teach you a warm-up that was passed on to me by a music teacher that i look up to called um anna respatch she used to teach music at downs junior school where howard blake the composer of walking in the air went to school and uh she she now works for a school in leeds and she she's i'm gonna get her on my show at some point as a guest because she's phenomenal um but what i want to this this little warm-up is um a harry potter round it's to the tune of frere jacca and um you it goes like this um <laughs> Um, Can live listeners just confirm that you can hear the piano, please? Because I'm not sure. Right, that's way too loud. Yeah, okay, there we go. Just, just no and have So So, um, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, where's he gone? Where's he gone? Run off with Hermione, run off with Hermione, poor old Ron, poor old Ron. Harry Potter, Harry Potter, where's he gone? where's he gone? Run off with Hermione, run off with Hermione, poor old Ron, poor old Ron. And then I would do that as a round. So I'd split the kids into two groups and then I would um, I would get them doing it as a round. But yeah, it's good laugh that um, even for, for those that understand and know their harry potter it's that's pretty funny um for those that don't have never read harry potter before ron and hermione spo- spoiler alert ron and hermione are a couple um so that's why it's funny because harry runs off with hermione leaving ron in the lurch so anyway uh, so that's a good warm-up song um and then you can um then you can do it as a round, so have two different uh, notes going. So, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, where's he gone? Where's he gone? Run off with a bidey, run, run off with a um and etc. Um, and you can have the second group come in after the first group. All right, so with my reception class... I'm gonna be teaching uh, them this song called "Sunshine in My Heart" by Alison Barnes. Burns, I mean Allison Burns. I apologise, Allison. This uh, this is kind of a um, a song. My school they didn't want, um, and like they didn't. They wanted most most of the songs that we do to not be affiliated with any religion and they wanted a general winter theme of light hope and joy and so that's uh where i found this song because this is all about um well sunshine and light and in 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 my heart and things so this is called sunshine in my heart um Out on the street there is sunshine, when two friends meet, there is sunshine. When life is sweet, there is sunshine. Sunshine in my heart. Out on the street there is sunshine, when two friends meet, there is sunshine. When life is sweet, there is sunshine. Sunshine in my heart sunshine 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 in my heart Sunshine 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 in my heart T <maniacal noise> Out on the street, there is sunshine. When two friends meet, there is sunshine. When life is sweet, there is sunshine. Sunshine in my heart. Sunshine, sunshine, sunshine in my heart. Sunshine, sunshine, sunshine in my heart. Sunshine. Sunshine, Such eye when two
2: friends meet, there is such
0: when life is sweet, there is such eye. shine in my heart, such shine in my heart, such shine in my heart. I made a few mistakes there on the piano because I was trying to itch my nose while I was playing that. Um, So, yeah, that just happened. Right. Then um, for some of my older children, I found a a song that's about... It was written for Holocaust Memorial Day um, and sometimes it's done a remembrance. It's called Hope for a Better Tomorrow. It's by Ruth Dale. Um, So, yeah, this is um, Hope for a Better Tomorrow. This is much more of a thoughtful song um, than typical primary school songs. But if you've got a good team of singers, then they will be able to make this sound good. One giving what we can give, hope has never gone through times of sorrow in times of pain. Joy together sing once again, Cher- oh, share all the world now, this is a song, hope for a better tomorrow, sing will linger Time <coughs> will help us heal Troubles across the world Sadness we all feel Sing with your heart now Sing with your soul Show of hope, you are here for all, share all the world now, this is a song, hope for a better tomorrow, singing all as one. up here I sin, a song, hope for a better tomorrow, singing all as one, care, yeah, hopes, care yeah, all the world now, this is a song. Tomorrow, singing all as So that's called Hope for a Better Tomorrow um, and yeah, it's uh, all about, it was written for Holocaust Memorial uh, Day, it's also often done in remembrance and um, as, as I said, so my senior leadership They wanted to make a lot of the songs that we do in our Winter Festival sort of not to do with any religion, so there's a balance. And uh, those. so those are a couple of the songs that we're going to do. Now, um, I literally, I learned this uh, song on Wednesday. Um, So um, I still need to get my head around some of the chords and what, I need to do on the piano there so I know I made a few mistakes so I apologize for that. Anyway, I wanted to um play you now a few songs from um uh a guy called Nicholas Young. Um he's known often as Nick the Music Man on YouTube and he's an American early years um or preschool if you're in America music specialist and um, reason why I really like him is because often when you talk about early years music, you might get a pack that has backing tracks. But I am a firm believer in music that if you can play live, it's so much more memorable and impactful for kids than singing along to a backing track or doing something to a backing track now sometimes backing tracks can be really well made and they can be necessary i get that but where you can i firmly believe that you should play live and nick young does that and i wanted to i wanted to um play some of his songs so just gonna check my guitars in tune I think that's good. Okay. Right, so first I wanted to play, um, he does some schools that are traditional and some schools that are quite well known. Um, he also writes his own original songs and that's those are the ones I wanted to play to you today. Um, first one is called um, Animals on the Move. And for this one, <laughs> You can get your kids, um, if you're an early years teacher or you work with any early years kids, you can get them to um, find a space. So when you do songs like these, they're action songs. You've got to make sure you've got enough space for them. Um, And yeah, each time round, there's a different animal they have to act like. So it goes like this. Spiders are creeping. Spiders are creeping. Spiders are creeping. Spiders are creeping. Creep around the circle. Stop! and now slid like a snake. Snakes are slithering. Snakes are slithering. Snakes are slithering. Snakes are slithering. Stop and now fly like a bird. Take the flying all around the sky. Birds are flying all around the sky. Birds are flying all around the sky. Birds are flying all around the sky. Fly around the circle. Stop and now jump like a kangaroo. Kangaroos are jumping. Kangaroos are jumping. Kangaroos are jumping. Kangaroos are jumping. Jump around a circle. Stop. And now swim like a dolphin. Dolphins are swimming.
2: Dolphins are swimming. Dolphins are
0: swimming. Dolphins are swimming. Dolphins are swimming. Swim around a circle. Stop. And you can keep going forever with that, um, just keep different animals every time, and uh, doing different actions with those. So, uh, Sabir, th- thanks. So, Sabir's just posted a bunch of uh, dancing uh, emojis in the um, in the chat. So, <laughs> thanks, Sabir. Right. Um, so um, that's one of that's one of Nick's um, mm-hmm. uh, songs that I use. The other one that I love is Riding on a Train. For this one. Basically, what you have to do is um, if you're not a guitar player or a ukulele, if you're a ukulele player or a guitar player, then highly, highly, highly recommended that you play this. Um, um, uh, If you are, the chords are G. Well, the the original, it's in F major originally, but I'm going to do it in G because um, if you do it in F, then you have to do bar chords. If um, if you're a guitar player, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you're not, I'm sorry if I'm losing you. Um, But it's easier to do it in the key of uh, G. So G major, so G followed by C and then G and then D and then back to G again. Um, So um, the three basically the three chords you need are G, C and D. If you can play those chords, you can play this song. Um, What you want to do is get your kids in a conga line behind you. um, Or if you want to just supervise, you can just get them in a conga line and get a leader. But I like to direct them. I like to lead them myself. So get your kids in a conga line. This is great. Um, You can do it in nursery as well. Even with, I've had two-year-olds doing this, if um, they're ready for it. If they know you well enough and trust you well enough, then you can do it with two-year-olds. Right. And it goes like this. You then just follow the leader, basically, um, and there will be certain points where you'll get the kids to respond, uh, which will be pretty obvious. Riding on a train, riding on a train, going so fast, riding on a train, the whistle goes... The whistle goes, woo woo, the whistle goes, woo woo. Riding on a train, riding on a train, riding on a train, going so fast, riding on a train. The conductor says, All aboard, the conductor says, All aboard, the conductor, says, All aboard. The conductor says, All aboard, riding on a train, riding on a train, riding on a train, going so fast. Riding on a train, the bell goes ring, ding, ding, the bell goes ring, ding, ding, the bell goes ring, ding, 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 riding on a train. Now we're going up a hill, riding on a train. Now we're going up a hill, riding on a train. And now we've reached the top of the hill Riding on a train And now we're going down the hill Riding on a train The whistle goes Woo woo The whistle goes Woo woo The whistle goes Woo woo Riding on a train The conductor says All aboard Conductor says All aboard Conductor says All aboard aboard." Riding on a train The bell goes Ring ding ding the bell goes ring, ding, ding. The bell goes ring, ding, ding. Riding on a train. And by the point that you finish, yeah, get yeah, get back in position and get back to the quote-unquote station. Um, Yeah, so that one's riding on a train. Um, I've got one more that I want to play you from, Nick, and then it'll probably be time for my show to end. This one's about pirates um and yeah it's a great great one to uh great one to sing about pirates and get them marching around and looking for treasure and pretending to be pirates it's a good one um it's called i am a pirate um i'll give you the link or i'll I'll mention the link to uh this guy's youtube channel if you want to see some of his songs for yourself okay this one is i am a pirate Let's see if I can remember all of this. I think I can. I am a pirate, I am a pirate. A sail on the sea, a sail on the sea. Hunting for treasure, hunting for treasure. Adventure for me, adventure for me. Me and the mates, me and the mates, we sing the treasure song sing the treasure song. If you want to go, if you want to go, then come and sing along, come and sing along. Yo ho ho, yo ho ho, away we go, away we go. We are treasure hunters, we are treasure hunters, cause that's what we know, that's what we know. Yo ho ee. me we will never rest we will never rest until we found the treasury and then i usually do that round twice but um yeah um so much energy needed to be a primary teacher not necessarily severe um that's just me um i i have a lot of energy and give it my all when I'm teaching music because I'm super passionate about it and it's my specialist subject. Um, But I mean, I guess guess in certain aspects, yeah. Um, But part of it is just my personality as well. I mean, I'm a music teacher. I'm passionate about it and I I love doing I love doing entertaining and fun songs with the kids. So, yeah, in that sense, yeah, it's good to have a lot of energy. Um, but not all primary school teachers have have a ton of energy. It's it's that that's just the way I am personally. But also, I have to bear in mind that I don't, you know, tire myself out straight away. And I've learned techniques and how to do that. Right. Think. Um, I think I, it's, it's sad because I've just seen somebody join and um, yeah, I'm going to, because I overran last week, I don't want to overrun my, uh, my show this week. So I'm going to call it a day there um, and yeah, I, I'm going to call it a day there. So I apologize if you were listening from the start, um, there was... Uh, one time when I couldn't be heard at all. So I'm not sure how much that's going to impact the rest of the... uh, uh, I'm not sure how much was cut off or how much can't be heard. We shall see. I'll listen to it back and I'll find out. Um, And I'll put in the description, just skip this bit because there's no sound. Um, So I apologize for that. Um, But when I refresh the page, I was back. Yeah, so we covered today, I covered uh, bullying in schools. I covered memorable students um, that have had an impact on me. And of course, I played some songs. So um, if you've listened, if you've been listening live or if you are listening after this show has been published and have downloaded and listened, thank you very much for engaging. Thank you very much for listening and I will see you next Saturday my usual time of 1
1: to 2:30 on saturday you've been listening to teachers talk radio tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org we look forward to hearing from you next time on teachers talk radio